welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I am the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, Elder Canada at Redeemer Fellowship. How's it going, Dwayne? Why? Why? Oh, what? darn it. What? Oh, I said, did darn I say Dwayne? I, th- I, meant, I meant to say, <laughs> I meant to say, Jimmy, I'm so sorry. Dwayne is the host of a different podcast. Mm-hmm. I think I got you two confused. How, how did because, you confuse well, us? Because one oh, we're time, minorities? Uh, well, wow. there's that, there's that. Wow. But I got you confused because Dwayne one time recorded a whole podcast uh, and turns out he didn't record it. Like he did the whole interview and didn't record it. You know, and, you've used this joke before. And we just fit, yeah. Isn't that, isn't that interesting how you did it again? Yeah. We Oops, just, I did it again. Yeah. We just recorded a whole podcast, and how good was it? On a scale of one to ten. Look, <sighs> that, that episode? It was a 17. It might have been our best one ever. <laughs> no, did, no, no. Best one ever was Doug Logan. And okay, I. okay. It, and how do you think it's going to turn out? It, what, what happened? Stop it. Oh, yeah, Stop Jamie it. screwed it up. So now we don't have that podcast. Hey, everybody. Sorry you don't have that awesome podcast that we just did <laughs> on when leaders fail. Yep. We're going to do it again. We're going to record oh, again I'm tonight. I'm doing that again. Yeah, we're not we doing are. that tonight. Yes. I got to go pick up my kid. That's why we're going to finish. Do this one. Do the other one and do that There's one. There's not going to be enough time. No oh, way. No. You, you know what? This is our time. Your kid is not supposed to be on our time. I know. I know. But my wife can't do her job and pick him up. I got I to gotta do it for her this time. She can't do her job? Oh, yeah. Her job is picking up the kids. Her job? Yeah. Yeah, hmm. you know the kids, like the moms, the wives. They no, like, no, they like their no, job is no, to take care of the kids, no, and I no, go out, no, and I kill the bison no, and I bring it in. No, okay, no, that's what. It, that's stop. not no, nope, that's not how it nope, is. Nope, you're uh, on your own. I'm just playing. Okay, so yeah, I got to go pick up my boy. He's uh, it's his birthday today. Mm. And wait, no, is it? No, it was yesterday, yesterday. Yesterday was his birthday. Yesterday. I don't know what's going on. He's over at his buddy's house. Um, all right, so people have been asking a lot about Leadership Lab. We've mm-hmm. talked about it off and on here. Oh yeah, we were promising to put up. Uh, a download. Okay, but that'll be up this time, unless I forget again. Yeah, this time, Joe, this okay. time. So do you really want to talk about who's mis- dropping the ball today? I did one mistake, one How mistake. Big, yeah, but that's like Trump on the nuclear button mistake. Okay, that's that kind of mistake. It destroyed the world. Mine is, uh, you know, not so bad. Um, so we want to talk a little bit about Leadership Lab, but then really what we're going to spend most of our time on is talking about something that I covered in Leadership Lab yeah. a year or two ago. 2016. Um, on preaching don'ts. These are things you should not do if yeah, you yeah. are preaching uh, or even if you're teaching and doing a, a monological style. Yeah. Uh, don't do these things. So these are good for people that um, not only if you are preaching, but as you're developing to preach and mm-hmm. as you're developing to teach, if you're aspiring to be a leader, if you're aspiring to teach in a community group or in a uh, small group or whatever you're going to call it, uh, or to share in a men's ministry or a women's ministry, right. this is, these are some of 10 things, things, 10 things you should not you do. Don't do this. Right. We're going to buzzfeed this 10 things you should never do when you're preaching. Are you ready? All right. Well, let's talk about let's talk. All about right. Let's leadership do leadership lab, lab first. All right. All right. What is leadership lab, Joe? Leadership lab is a, a regularly occurring gathering yep. at our church where we allow those who are leaders or aspiring leaders to yep. gather together. Mm-hmm. Not allow. We provide an opportunity, but continue. We allow them to gather with us. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. What provide, I'm trying to say is provide that it's, an opportunity. It's open. It's open. It's not a closed thing. So anybody who wants to commit to being a part of Leadership Lab for the year, they can. And so it's men, it's women, it's uh, all the people at our church. They can, they can come to this thing. And at any one of these meetings, uh, there's typically going to be three things that happen or two things. Um, one of the things is we will have a couple of people that are members of that group uh, preach or teach. Yep. And uh, in their preaching or in their teaching, uh, they will have studied, prepped, 
and uh, they will now deliver their content in 20 to 30 minutes. And while they're doing that, everybody else is filling out an evaluation sheet. Uh, and then once that person is done teaching or preaching, they sit down, I stand up, and we walk through a critique. Yeah. And the critique is essentially what worked, what didn't work. And that's it. What uh, worked? What did you like? And how can you make it better? Right. If they were going to preach this uh, tomorrow or mm -hmm. teach this next week somewhere, what could they add to it? What was missing? And so, of course, now the, the, the questionnaire is much more detailed than that, but those are the basic questions that we're asking, right? Yep, yep. So there's, there's usually two people that are going to teach or preach and then be evaluated. Men and women. Right. We do that both here because we're training people to use their gifts in whatever capacity they're called to lead, whether that's in a women's ministry or they're a conference speaker or they're going to be an elder or a pastor. Mm -hmm. And then I will teach or one of the elders will teach. But typically it's me. I will teach on leadership in some specific capacity, and it might be uh, more theological in nature. It might be more practical. Uh, it really kind of depends. Um, sometimes I'm focusing on teaching methods, and other times I'm focusing on character issues. Yeah. Oh, it just depends. So that's our leadership lab. Uh, we started out by doing it every month. This year we did it every other month because we were adding some other things in on the off months. We're scrapping that for the next year. We're going to yeah. be going to every month again because that's better. So that's not for the next leadership. year, for this year, 2018. We're implementing it in 2018. Nope, 19. All right, sorry. In the meeting, we said 18. No, Brian Brian knows that we're not changing it. He said we're not changing it until 19. All you right. weren't paying attention. To I was paying attention. No. Yeah, just, yeah. Brian called you out a couple times at the elders meeting. And I out. called him yeah, out. I know. You guys were calling each other out. Yeah, that's all we do. Which cancels the calling out. Exactly. So we both work. win. <laughs> but we all lost. We tie, to yeah. <laughs> we won, you lose. There was a little bit, there was a little bit of, of aggression uh, in the meeting today. Between, uh, oh, between uh, Brian uh, just, and I? Just a, few, just a couple of moments where I felt like somebody was like going like, hey, hey, dude, uh, what about this? <laughs> a little bit of aggression. It always gets worked out. We have great elders. Yep. All right. So, so yeah, that's basically what Leadership Lab is. It's simple. You don't have to be a big church to do it. In fact, it might even work better if you're a smaller church like us if you want to do it. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, I think uh, it's a great opportunity. If you're a good leader, then you are, have a God-given responsibility to raise up other leaders. Don't you're be selfish. Replicate. Yeah, don't be lazy. And guess what? If you're a good leader, you're working hard, you're killing yourself, you're doing all these things, trying to get things done. If you replicate yourself, if you raise up other leaders, guess what? You can focus on the things that you are really good at and let mm -hmm. them focus on the things that they are really good at. Yeah, that's what Joe does. So here's the thing is like, it's not just Joe mentioned, don't be lazy. That's right. I also would say, don't be fearful. Yeah. Like, don't be afraid of sharing the spotlight. Don't mm -hmm. be afraid of, of sharing the pulpit. the pulpit. That's it. Exactly. Sharing those opportunities and maybe finding out, hey. That guy could preach better than me. Who, who cares? Yeah, I don't it. care. So you send them out. Send them out. Yeah, to, get to them out of here. They're making me look bad. <laughs> I don't want them in here. Travelka's got to go. Travel can preach. No, it's great. Listen, uh, it, it, listen, leaders. If you raise up a dynamic leader, the reality is, is you're going to get so much praise for raising up that dynamic leader. It just that's just the way that it works, and it's yep. like you don't deserve that, um, but you're going to get that. And then you get to equip them and send them or bring them in, like whatever, however it works out. It's yep. all going to be good. Now, I think it's a really good word. Don't be afraid. Yeah, Don't like be that. afraid. Yep. Don't be lazy. Don't be afraid. And don't be a tool. All right. So, <laughs> so for those of you who are teaching and preaching, we got 10 don'ts. 10 don'ts. Don't do these things. Don't do them. Because these things will jack up your sermon, right? Correct. What are you doing over there? You are rubbing your nose I got to sneeze and I'm too afraid of sneezing. Oh, well, just sneeze it. No. Because you go... Stop. That's how you sneeze. Just do it. Get it out. No. Breathe in, through your, nose. Breathe in through your nose so we can Stop. get it over with. It's distracting. No, because it's whatever. Yeah, your in eyes there. are watering. I know. Whatever is in there going to go into my throat. I don't want that. I don't want to swallow. If Dude, you like, sneeze, if it blows it out. That's what it is. Yeah, it's on okay, your floor. But it won't come out until you. You got to okay, breathe stop. in it. Continue. Go. 
Yep. No, no, no. Ten okay. don'ts. Ready? All right. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you would love it. You would love it uh, so okay. much, Westies. All right. We've teased you long enough. Ten preaching don't you want to take the first one or want me to take the first one yeah uh, number one don't tell long stories oh don't especially in your intro right don't tell long stories drawn out if it's taking seven to ten minutes you're going oh you're too my long. Gosh. if it's taking more than three you've gone too long now listen there's always going to be exceptions to these rules but those exceptions prove the general rule correct that don't, that that exception means that that story is an amazing story and you're a fantastic storyteller and so in other words Chuck Swindoll can get away with that once in a while. Yeah. You can't. Yeah, unless you're at the furtic level of storytelling. He can tell some stories. He can tell stories. Oh, and he, he can put up some weight. He's got reps, man. He can put up, he can bench why, press. Why? He why? can squat. We're, tall, we're, we're, we're praising Furtick. We're, we're trying to be positive. And he's got some really great skinny jeans. He's got hair. <laughs> he's those got aren't the, even skinny jeans. He's got jeans. the tightest skinny jeans those, I've ever seen in those, my life. I think those are like Capri tights. I saw because he had like these basketball stop, stop. shoes on and then he had like these tights on. All right. But yes. It, <laughs> what are we saying? We're talking about don't tell, don't long, tell long stories. Story. Nobody wants to hear your long story. That's drawn out. And, okay. and people are going to lose sight of what the point is right. about halfway through your story. I actually heard Swindoll do this one time. He told a long story that was so funny and so outrageous. People were moaning like, oh no. And mm-hmm. It was awesome, and it related to the sermon, and it worked beautifully. Yeah. But that's a rarity. Yeah. Most of the time, your story can be helpful. If it is reflecting the point of the passage, if it is helpfully clarifying things, great, tell it, but you got to learn to tell that story succinctly. It's got to be, yeah, short, concise, memorable. All right. And the second uh, don't it relates to that. Uh, don't delay getting to the point of oh, your sermon. Yeah. Okay, now, again, there are going to be exceptions. Sometimes people kind of wait to unpack that. But as a general rule, people need to know where you're going. People need to know where you're taking them. Yeah. And so you want to get what we call that sermon summary, um, what, um, what Perry Noble used to call before he was fired, um, the sermon in a sentence. Okay. Right? Good, good way to call it. That's a good thing, yeah. Um, you got to get that out there at an early enough point because at some point people will start to get frustrated. Wait a minute. What does all this have to do with anything? Why are we mm-hmm. talking about this? So you don't want to wait too long. Don't delay getting to the main point that you want to unpack. Always exceptions, but in a general rule, there yep. you go. Uh, don't go down rabbit trails. That's number three. That's number three. I mean, it, you, once you know your point and you've stated the point, then unpack the point. Right. And yeah, you know what? In any passage, in any sermon, they, they can go off in 13 different directions. Mm-hmm. But don't, 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 don't. Just because you read a certain something. Oh, you've got to share you it. You've got to share it. In the, no, you don't have to share it. It's not this relevant. Is, it's not important. That is, so like one of the, I think by most people's standards out there in evangelicalism, Mark Driscoll is a very gifted communicator. Um, he's a good preacher. People mm-hmm. like to listen to him. But he's famous for going down these rabbit trails. And so that's why he preached for an hour and 15 minutes. Exactly. Exactly. Your, your, if your sermon is an over an hour long, I'm betting that you got a couple rabbit trails there. Either you speak really slow or uh, there's some rabbit trails in there. Now, listen again, always exceptions, but as a general rule, uh, it's okay to stop and look around the path. Mm -hmm. It's okay to step off the path to point something out. But get back on that path. Don't go down the rabbit trail. Don't go yeah. down that hole. And don't do it often. Oh, my goodness. Because people are going to lose sight of the main point exactly. that you're trying to communicate from that passage. That's really good. No rabbit trail. All right. So number four, do not neglect your tone. I like that one. Which means watch how you speak. Yeah. Are you coming across angry 
aggressive, sympathetic? Are you quiet? Are, are you, you loud? Are you aloof? Like all, like your tone, you, the way you present yourself really matters when, mm-hmm. in verbal communication. And so, especially when guys are learning to preach or when women are learning to do uh, teaching or whatever, uh, it, it's easy to kind of fall into a monotone, very flat. Like I'm just going to get my material out there. I want to be really careful. Yeah. And I know when I was when I started preaching, the the the, the most helpful feedback I got was wow, man, you're so boring when you preach. And I was like, what do you mean? And they said, when you and I are talking about these things, uh, like in your garage, you are excited. Yeah. But when you're preaching, you are not you. I don't know what's going on there. And so I neglected to pay attention to my tone. Um, I felt like, I felt like you received that criticism well last week. Okay. That was not you and nor was it last week. Uh, because last week was lit. My sermon was awesome. <laughs> it was the best sermon anybody ever heard. <laughs> but I think along, I along with that, oh, yeah, no, you don't. You never no, feel like I don't that. Feel that way. Uh, along with though, about your tone, um, I think th- what's often neglected is is presentation, yeah. right? And so I think we're we're really good on focusing on content, and we in our tradition, in our tradition, reformed yes. Baptist. Yeah, right? we're really good at well, like we want to dot our I's and cross our T's and make sure we don't say, we make, we make sure we say everything perfectly and don't say anything heretical. Fine. Good. Great. Have your theology down, but we neglect, we neglect actually, I like to, at least this is me personally, you know, as I'm driving, as I'm working, as I'm, as I'm going about some tasks, I I'm thinking through and I'm praying through the sermon Mm -hmm. and I start out loud to myself saying certain lines mm-hmm. like things that come up and things like that I, I, I it sounds weird to say but i i practice no, i but, practice it yeah we'll because, talk about that later because that's important oh sorry gonna, uh, stole my thunder oh my bad i'm by my bed i was the lightning before the thunder <laughs> um yeah no i think that's really good so when we're talking about tone here what we're saying is um, you've got to pay attention to things like your cadence, yep. uh, uh, the rate at which you speed, your yep. tempo, yep. your volume, yep. uh, all of those things. You've got to pay important. attention because they all... Keywords, key phrases, all that. All of that stuff communicates various things. Your nonverbals communicate. Your um, your pace communicates. So yeah, don't neglect those things just because you think like, well, I'm just, I'm just being me. You'd be surprised. It's kind of hard to be yourself when you're preaching. It takes oh. a lot of reps to get oh, comfortable yeah. up there to, to find be yourself. your preaching voice. Often you're going to be emulating reps. somebody Hundreds else. Hundreds of sermons, yeah. Right, number five. Jimmy still hasn't found his. No, I found mine. No, oh, I found mine. It's yeah. just Spanglish. Yeah. That's my... <laughs> <laughs> number five. Move in. <laughs> Don't make yourself the hero. There like, goes my hero. That goes my... <laughs> in, your, uh, in your sermon, don't, yeah. don't lift yourself up to be like... The, the end example. all be all of the the sermon. You don't have to listen. If you are using yourself as an example of what to be, stop that. No, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, it's just not gonna. It's not do, gonna work. I, too well. I, I I can't think of one individual, any sermon I've ever heard where the individual really lifted themselves. Oh, I can. Up other than well, I don't want to say names on that one. Okay. I, I, I very rarely oh, have I heard that. Man, I, I had a pastor who, if he was telling a story about himself, it was about how he was the man, he was the theologian, he was the winner, he was the victor. It was always that way. And it, it, the it arrogance, it, though, it, of that. It really rings hollow to people. Uh, and here's the thing. If you're presenting yourself as the hero, one of two things is going to happen. One is, okay, so you're the guy that has it all together. That's not me. You can't relate to me. No, exactly. And I'm not going to be you. Or number two is, is, you liar. 
You're yeah. a punk. I know. Like that, I know that's you. Just, yeah, that's I know not, you. That's not the whole story. I think that's a really good word. Um, we definitely do not want to present ourselves as no, the hero. No, don't be the hero. But um, conversely, don't make yourself the idiot. Yeah. Uh, that that is one I probably number fall. Six. I, You've I done do it. That. I do that. Done it. I do and that again, it's often. because we want to share um, uh, the realness of our lives with people when we're preaching. And sometimes that means we're going to share where we failed. Yeah. Um, but in our attempt to be transparent or to be honest and to show how we have failed, sometimes we will oversell it. Sometimes mm. we will communicate something about ourselves in an exaggerated form that makes us look like fools um, and, and not who we really are. So in other words, you don't want to present an unrealistic picture of yourself by making yourself the hero or Correct. the zero, right? Oh. Uh, see how I made that rhyme? That's why I'm oh. Baptist. Um, so yeah, just be careful because like I admit when I'm a failure that the congregation knows um, what my struggles are, what my temptations are, what my weaknesses are. They know that from the pulpit and they know that from interpersonal Instagram reactions. Feed, yeah. My Instagram feed is pretty obvious. Yeah. Like, my sins are kind of obvious. They're just yeah. like, oh, right, right out there. Um, so what I would say is is uh, just don't turn yourself into the whipping boy. Don't beat yeah. yourself up yeah. in front of people. It makes people uncomfortable. And ultimately, you're either way, whether you're making yourself the hero or the zero, you become the focus and that's not helpful. The 2018 Doctrine and Devotion Conference is just around the corner, but there's still time to register. It's going to be bigger than last year, and that's thanks to our seven sponsors. Wait, seven? Seven? Oh, yes, we big time now. That's a holy number. B&H Academic, who put out the Spurgeon Study Bible. There's Moody Publishers, who put out your three books. We got Logos Bible Software. We got Mission Aware. We got Legacy Dads. It's oh, all going to be cool. great. Yeah, and we also have uh, some amazing coffee uh, that's roasted locally here by Fresh yeah. Ground Roast. And the coffee is brought to you by Crossway Publishers and Soldiers of Christ Prison Ministries, led by Scott Kalis out of Redeemer Fellowship. This is a ministry where Scott disciples men who are incarcerated, helping them to become better followers of Christ and better dads as they exit the prison system. So you do not want to miss out on this. Go to DrDevotion.com and register now. Number seven, uh, don't repeat yourself in content or mannerisms. That gets annoying. It does get annoying. Yeah, yeah and I, I know I do that as, oh, as yeah. far as the mannerisms go. Don't, don't do that. That was, your, that was your gesture. Don't do that. Don't do that. I did that once. Yeah. Oh, and once was enough for everybody. Jimmy one time made this no, gesture. Stop it, stop it, stop he made this gesture one time when he was preaching. And every, At preaching lab. Everybody was like, don't, don't ever, ever do that, do that again. again. I, can't, I can't describe it to you, but it, sound, but it sounds like this. <laughs> but you don't have the eye look. Yeah, no, you were making eye contact that made everybody uncomfortable. But the content part, right? So sometimes for young preachers, um, they have one good point, and maybe it's part of it is I think because of public speaking, when you're when you're practicing or when you're going through it, you fo- you spend so much of your time at the beginning of the the sermon or the message, but not enough time towards the end, right? You spend all your time uh, focusing on the beginning, and so when it comes to crunch time and you got to preach, that's the part you know and you're comfortable with, right? And it's easy, as Joe had mentioned. You know, uh, it's going to be hard for you to find your voice. And so you're going to be uncomfortable up front and you're going to revert to what you know. And so you're going to go back to that like storage bank of information and you're mm-hmm. going to just focus on the first aspect of your sermon right. the whole time over and over and over. I again. think one of the things that you're sort of hinting at here is something that generally only comes with a lot of experience. Um, and it's something that I know that you and I do, whether we do it well or not, is a yeah. different issue. But that well, is, I do it well. Yeah, we, we do a lot of prep. We study a lot. We put a, a sermon together that's pretty tight. But frequently, 
a good portion of the content that comes out during preaching was not planned. No. And, and that's because we're not just relying on a bank of information we're, while we're thinking, we're processing, we're doing, and things come to mind. God yeah. brings things to our minds, what we would believe, and we use them. And, and young preachers are afraid to do that. The, the, the most common criticism that I got from my wife during the first several years of preaching was, you repeated yourself a lot. You repeated yourself a yeah, lot. Yeah, I used to hear that from Michelle all the time. So, of course, there are exceptions to this rule. Sometimes... That's going to be your thing. You're going to repeat that phrase in that sermon a million times to drive it into their heads. Mm-hmm. But if you do that every week, people are going to get really tired of that. Um, and, and you want to repeat key ideas and key things, but not to such a degree that it becomes annoying or distracting. When they start counting how many times you're saying it, it's Yeah, definitely. I defined myself actually a few, maybe a year and a half ago. I felt like I, I was bringing up the means of grace in every sermon, right? And part of it was because, I mean, it fit. But, I, you know, I had to really watch myself on... On uh, how mm-hmm. often I was repeating content. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I think or it's good. like you said, sorry, mannerisms. mannerisms. Yeah, I think that's important too. Where your hands are placed on the pulpit, whether you sometimes people just have a a natural rhythm of pounding the pulpit or pounding the side or or wiping their brow. Joe has this one mannerism. I do not. You have this. What are you talking about? Do you really want me to talk? Okay, you're I'm not talking. talking about, you're not talking about anything. What? Yes, I am. I'm talking about. Okay, Joe. When when Joe gets to like a serious point that he wants to kind of put a fine point on. Joe, Joe will kind of either he'll put his Bible down. I can't because or, there's nowhere to put it down. Yeah, you put it's, it on the chair. No, you, I don't do yes, that. you do. Yeah, a lot of times, yes, you're you already do. lying. But go ahead. No, keep your okay. Tell your story. All right, well, you put it on the chair or you keep it in your hand. It's in my hand. Okay, and then you kind of uh, you kind of look down. Yeah, like a little, and you're looking above your glasses. Right. And you you wipe your brow, like right. your forehead, like this. Okay. And then you kind of have this different voice, like, but you know, and then you could, you know, you don't say like that. You don't say you know. You're like, yeah. So yeah, and like you hit your point a little bit harder. So I, I don't want, think I do. Yeah, I you think, do it. I you do it. Now. You have this one mannerism. All right. So I apparently, just... I need to stop doing that because Jimmy says I do it all <laughs> oh. the time. <laughs> At least once every other sermon. Okay. Well, that's not At too much. Very least. That's not too much. That's Once normal. every other that's just, that's just something I do. That's what you do. All right. I don't need any critique. Um, <laughs> yeah. One of, a good piece of advice, though, that I heard from Dr. John Kessler at Moody mm. back in the day was- Oh, it's a name drop? Continue. Mm-hmm. He, he, he name drops me. What are you talking about? Come on. Right, John knows. John knows. Um, he would say, um, watch your pacing. Some guys will get up there and they will pace back and forth incessantly and it will become yeah. a distraction um and so he said it's a good idea to think about it in terms of stations if you feel like you need to move and i need to move mm-hmm. um he says if you feel like you need to move okay walk away from the pulpit and then plant some roots for a while stay there for a while yeah. and then walk back to the pulpit and stay there for a while and let's try and locate yourself in a few key areas if you feel like you need to walk so you're not pacing around like a madman yeah. like you're waiting out in the lobby smoking cigarettes while your wife is giving birth to your third child yep yep like, but that used to happen back in the 60s but not so much today. yep now they want the now they want the dads in there oh i don't want to talk back about this back in the day no one cares about this back number in the 8 day, number 8 I want to live in the 60s so i bet when the when my wife's giving birth i can just be out in the foyer smoking but i don't want to that's a number big deal. Eight. All right, what, was, what are we talking about? You're talking about number Preaching eight. Preaching don'ts. All right, is, am I up? Yep. Didn't I just do? Don't I just repeat? Do number oh, seven. Did, all right. So number eight is do not comment on your mistakes. This is a common yeah. thing that I yell at our young preachers about yep. all the time because they'll stumble over their words and what do they say? Sorry. Sorry. 
Sorry. sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Um, I just, if you didn't notice, I just stumbled over my words, but I want to take more time, draw more attention yeah. to the fact that I just messed up mm-hmm. so that everybody's distracted uh, and no longer focusing on what I want to talk about, but they're focusing on, on what this thing right here. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Don't do that, guys. Yeah. Stop it. Do not comment on your mistakes. Just let it go. Yep. I was one time, I put my hands together sometimes. So like when I'm talking, I'll clap my hands together or whatever. And one time when I was preaching in Southern Indiana, I was preaching at this small church. I had a mic on. It was it was a, a lapel mic, but it was clipped into my my button down shirt, so it was right in the middle of my chest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I put my hands together, so they were right at my chest. And when I put my hands together, they did this. They made that noise. Mm-hmm. They, they did that. You hear that? Yep. Everybody hear that? That's what they did. Okay, stop. They did that. Uh-huh. You get that? Yeah, I get, yeah, you you get it. Stop. Here, hang on, let me show you. You hear that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're just annoying me. <laughs> I'm trying to annoy you. Yeah, so I did that, and um, and then I wiped my brow and made this weird voice. <laughs> it was... <laughs> now, here's the thing. I could have spent five minutes talking about like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Did everybody hear that? That was my hands. It was just my sweaty hands, uh, you know, and I made this thing. Uh, you just move on. Just move on. I it, feel like in that situation, you can go ahead and apologize for that. <laughs> Probably. Might have been a good move. Been, yeah. You, you might want to let people know that was my that hands. Was not, that was my hands. That, that was, was a good one for you to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> but whether you're, you know, whether you're stumbling over your words or like all the time when they, mm-hmm. they just say the wrong thing, they mistake and they, st- like, they oh, so, uh, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Don't, don't do that. Just get moving. Yeah. Um, number nine, don't make excuses. You know, and I and I did this uh, often um, when I first began preaching and for, was first learning how to preach. I would apologize. I, I would I would make excuses of like, you know, hey, you know, it's one of my first times. Yeah, glad to be here, but you know, thank you for this opportunity. Kind of a or thing. people are like, man, okay, listen, I did not have enough time. It's yeah. a really busy week. Here's what you're gonna get. Don't. That's just it. One, I think part of it. Uh, a, I f- it feel like at least for me. It was a sense of lowering the bar yep. so that when I rocked it, you would be like, bam, you were good. Or if you flub it, they were like, we it were kind matter. of expecting that. Exactly. Yeah. And so you lower the bar. It's a prideful thing. Yeah, I think it's, it's fear. I think, it's, I think pride. it's fear and yeah. it's pride. The other part is I've, I've heard people make excuses for not having time or anything like that um, or apologizing, you know, making it saying it's not going to be good and making right. an excuse that it's not going to be good. I actually find that really... Uh, what's the word I want to use? This is, blasphemous. I'm going to say borderline blasphemous. I was going to say. I was going to say. Yeah, insulting. That to I, God. Yeah, I think it's really, really insulting, and to a listener. I think it's really insulting to a listener. One, they're not going to know that you didn't have time. They're not no, going to be able to tell. Sometimes, sometimes they might be. Able to, but they're not really. <laughs> yeah. Oftentimes, going to be able to tell. And two, what does it communicate? You, I, as a listener, was not worth your time to, to prepare. prepare. Oh, yeah, that is insulting. Yes, I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. So why didn't you have time? Well, why did you have time? What were you spending your time on? Were you playing Xbox? Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Hang, hanging out with Jimmy and Joe at the that was it. shop? Exactly. You know, not, you know, because every time I, I look online, all I see is that you're hanging out with Jimmy <laughs> and Joe. <laughs> so I just, but you know what I mean, though? Like, that, that to me is insulting. And like, I think you're right. It's blasphemous. It's, it's insulting to God, this lack of faith. And trust that despite your shortcomings, that yep. God's spirit will not continue to oh, work. You are bigger and more powerful than the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You, spirit cannot that's, that's, overcome that's, that your inadequacy. The, that is your posture in yeah. that moment. Right. Yeah. Quenching the spirit. Boom. Dummy. 
All right. Don't do that. <laughs> All right. Number, All right, number 10. 10 Joe. Number 10. Last one. Super easy. Uh, no long intros. Yeah. Uh, it's like every Doctor Devotion. Uh, oh yeah, podcast. okay. The whole long people, intros. Yeah. You know why we can do it? Because it ain't Sunday morning. Yeah, it's our you. podcast. We can now, do what we one want. One time, one time, I had a really good intro. And in fact, I think, I mean, judging what, what people said uh, recently, like maybe a month ago, that was a really good intro. Too long. I think you told me that. Somebody else told me that. Like your intro was a little long, a little too long. I probably yeah. I remember saying LAI. That. I remember you said something like that. Oh, so. then yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> yep. Okay, I remember now. <laughs> So um, yeah, don't. And the, and the, the problem is, is that you, you need to move people along. You want to get yeah. to your point. You want to get into the scripture. Yep. Like that's where the power is. The power is not in your intro. Yep. The intro is going to get their attention, right? You're hopefully going to like get them like, okay, oh, we're going to be talking about this. Let's get going. But then you want to get to the word of God. Now so, we've got ten preaching don'ts, yep. but we need some help to avoid doing these things, right? Yeah. So Joe, I would say the first thing is you need to have a critic and a coach. Yeah, so you know, the these difference? are important. You can't just have oh, a critic is someone that is going to encourage you. Um, really? Because I feel like when you criticize me, you're not encouraging me. Yes, I am. No. I'm encouraging you to get better. No, <laughs> to not be so bad. I'm encouraging you to quit sucking. Uh, and so I think that's that's part of it. You need a critic, someone that's going to be honest with you and direct and can pinpoint uh, specific issues that you're having. Yeah, deficiencies, in your exactly. errors, whatever. In the same way, you need a coach, someone that. Uh, is going to encourage you. I, I feel like they're both the same. Though. The same That's just thing, though, yeah. right? Like they're both the, exactly the same person. You can make the, the saying is turn your critics into coaches. In other words, if they're pointing out what you're doing wrong, fine. Okay, learn from that yep. and now implement what the change needs to be. So critics and coaches, in my mind, are well, essentially the same, the yeah. same thing. Um, they're going to point out where you're weak and they're going to, but a coach is specifically going to be really good at helping you see what you need to do to get better. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I like well, what that. about number two? All right, so four helps here. Um, have a coach and a critic. Um, number two, listen to your sermons, and if possible, watch video mm. of your sermons. because if you Especially listen, when you're starting out. Oh, my goodness. But you know what? Even after you've been at it for a while, because... How often do you listen to yours? Never. Okay, continue. Um, uh, but I guess every once in a while I listen to it, it but that's pretty rare. Um, but when you're, when you're at my level, though... No, stop it. It's... Stop it. You know, I feel like... Hmm. What do you feel like, Joe? I, it's hard to describe because very few people are up here at this level. Oh, okay. I don't know if you could understand what it feels no, like up here. No, so I, I, th- I think just explain. you and uh, Mark will yeah, understand that okay. level. Like, oh, like Mark, Gospel of Mark? No, no, just... Oh, oh never mind. Um, so you listen to yourself or you watch yourself, and the reason it's good is because you are going to pick up on the things that you say that you do not like. Yeah. Oh, and, I hate like, listening to oh, myself it's the word. It is painful. Oh, I hate watching it, too. Oh, it's really bad. Oh, because I get sweaty. Mom spaghetti. Um... <laughs> We finally found a way. We've never been able to say that. We finally found a way. Steve's going to love that. All right. So (laughs) nobody knows why we're laughing. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Finally. All right. So, um, oh, yeah. So when we. You're going to hate it. You're going to hate it. I hate watching it. I hate listening to myself. Oh, because you're going to look at yourself and you're going to go like. Dang, uh, look how fat I look. That's one thing that I say. No, or, I look how sweaty I get. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm like, oh, that uh, tie is too small. <laughs> I'm like, I'm glistening on my head. You need me to come up and wipe your forehead for you. That's some good at that's, that. That's what that's I my need. move. That's my yeah, move. You Joe's need me to like, come up. I, no, I need a preaching towel. You do need a preaching towel. I do. You need a, you need a, you need a preaching like chamois. That's what you need. <laughs> Something really absorbent. 
So yeah, watch yourself because if you listen to yourself, you're going to pick up on the things that you mm-hmm. say and the things that you repeat. That you're going to be a little embarrassed and go, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. And same visually, you're going to see like, wow, um, that's a weird face. Or I keep making the same gesture with my hands and it makes no sense and it's yeah. kind of weird. You get to, Some of these things you don't realize you're doing. And ultimately, no, it's not that they're huge deals, yeah. but they can become distractions. So listen to yourself, watch yourself. You don't have to do it every sermon. But on the front end, do it a lot. Yep. Uh, practice. And I was kind of talking about, about that, that right. earlier is I'll sit there and as I'm driving or I'm in my office or, you know, going about my day to day. I will begin thinking through and praying through the sermon mm-hmm. and the text and my points. I've already kind of been studying. I've already got kind of a basic uh, exegetical outline mm-hmm. as I'm starting to pray through kind of a homiletical outline. I'll begin to start just saying certain words, right. and phrases, um, and points that I know that need to be made. And I, work that's, it out. that's part of the, one of the reasons I, people talk about Joe and I and our, our pencils or pens and our, and our field notes or little notebooks that we carry along. And that's part of it. Yeah. That's part of it is I have that. And as when those times come up, I whip that out and start writing down notes and, and phrases. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you, I can, you want I can to work, work on, on it later. Constantly work on it. Verbally is really important. Uh, it, when you're early on, you definitely need to be practicing your whole sermon. Oh, yeah. Practice your whole sermon. I sit sermon. there and I time it. I time it over and over and over. And again. Jimmy practices in front of a full-length mirror. Oh, so yeah. So he gets the full, you know, the full, he wants to see everything. I know? want to see everything. I have my outfit <laughs> laid out, though I don't wear it. Um, and I just stand in front of that mirror in uh, my boxers. He, he and, holds and, a hairbrush like he's holding a microphone. Kind of, yeah. kind of. I actually make one of my kids hold it for me because oh. I don't. I, yeah, that's that's you just, both hands free. Exactly, hands free. it's a culture of honor in my house. Is it, woo, even that, not here, not so here. No culture house. of honor here. Yeah, I think that um, practice is going to be really important, whether it's partially or fully. But when you're young, early on, practice your sermons. I tell I tell young guys that are getting into preaching, practice that sermon three times before you stand up there to preach it. Yeah, I used to do that. I practiced it three times yep. before I would deliver it. I don't do that these days. Because um, you've arrived. Because <laughs> at my level, uh, you know, practice is just wasting the spirit's energy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, I don't believe that. Um, I do work things out though, and I do, I do when I'm yeah. driving. I'll do, I'll talk yeah. to myself, and I'll talk some of that stuff out. And I'm generally, honestly, I'm preaching to myself half the time when I'm doing that, just kind of talking to myself. And that's why I journal. In my journaling, I'm actually articulating things that Correct. I that I want to say. So, all right. And then number four, four, the last help to help you avoid these ten don'ts is to keep learning. I am distressed and dismayed when I learn that there is a preacher who hasn't read a book on preaching or listened to a a podcast on preaching or hasn't taken pains to grow in their preaching since seminary or since a few years ago. Uh, This, if you're a preacher, this is what you do. It's your responsibility to continue to hone that gift until you die. To get better. Yep. You've got to keep getting better. And I'll tell you what, there are guys out there that you think like, well, that guy doesn't preach the truth. A lot of these, okay, so like one of the people that we tend to poke fun at theologically um, and methodologically is Stephen Furtick. We disagree with a lot of what, but I'm not going to tell you that I'm a better communicator than Stephen Furtick. No, because you're not. I'm not. He is a genius communicator. Now, we have other issues with him, but the point is, is like that's a guy that's been working on his craft. Yes. Okay. So, yes, we could talk about, well, he needs to work on his theology. Okay, fine. You need to work on your craft. Yeah. You need to work on that gift that God given you, cultivate it, strengthen it, and get it going. Otherwise, you're going to fall into those preaching don'ts, and ain't nobody going to want to listen. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry, Doc was it recording, Jimmy? Because the last time we got <laughs> to this point. Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. It wasn't recording. You can head out to the website, DoctrineOcean.com. It I better checking. be recording. 
I, I it better be recording. There you better can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store and sign up for the 2018 Doctrine and Devotion Conference. That probably won't get recorded either. And the church, probably not. Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesdays. Video content when available. Unless Jimmy deletes it. Later. Later.